Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this extra weekly episode of Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, or what we're calling DBQs. On DBQs, myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste, my producer, friend, and co-host, Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello. Sit here where we will be delving into some of the things that have happened in this week's news. That is right, mate. Uh, it's time to question one of this week's stories, big or small, or just something that interests us. So this week, let's talk about, because it's anti-bullying week, let's talk about how do we combat bullying because um you know it, it, it's something that kind of gets talked about right uh, uh yeah. i think people will talk about it when it becomes a problem uh which some people would obviously argue and rightly maybe in some sense that it's always a problem if someone's being bullied i mean i also think uh, sometimes you might not realize that you're bullying someone that can happen i think people could yeah i think i think people could yeah. in, it, it become adults because there's definitely different versions of bullying there is the version that happens at school where i would say uh, at least in my experience everyone was bullied uh but i went to an all-boys school and that was pretty much the, yeah. the norm but then as you become an adult there's bullying behavior i think it becomes a very bit of a different thing uh but then there are obviously actual adult bullies so how do we how do we deal with bullying and bullies dane Oh well, Do we just fucking smash him in the face. Is that the best? No. Well, see, right. no, but uh, it's an interesting thing because obviously you assume that somebody who is going out of their way to victimise somebody else would deserve some kind of retaliation. But what we found, I guess, with a lot of studies socially, is that most bullies are bullied themselves, mm. and then t- in turn, then transgressionally uh, uh, visit that same uh, abuse onto other people. Yeah. So I guess yeah, an eye for an eye would leave the whole world blind. So that, uh, that sounds like some shit a bully would say, doesn't it? Um, but yeah. You weren't a bully, were you, mate? I don't believe I was a bully. However, I was told for a large part of my life that I was a bully. Right. And uh, it did... By uh, who? By people who themselves were actually, you could argue, were actually uh, bullying Bullies. me. Right, right. But then I guess the bullying is very different. But then this might be one of the reasons it was difficult to address it because I don't really think I was bullied. I don't think I was victimised. I don't think... Because I'll be honest with you, you come and come and get my lunch money, I'll break your mother's fucking skull open. Yeah, don't take so Dane's food money. You don't, well, put it this way, there's a difference between, like, don't get me wrong, there have been instances where bigger kids or gang members or people, like... I guess bullying as I see it today is very different to what I experienced when I was growing up. Right, so, for example, right. when people talk about bullying and school bullying today, not that I reduce it or I don't think it's an issue, but, like, to me bullying or intimidation happened where someone would drive outside of your school or you'd be at a bus stop right. and someone would wave a gun at the car and be like are you from Lucian what, what area are you from Right, and then you'd be like so I'm 14 and they'd be like oh don't worry then clack clack and then they'd drive off right. so that's very different to what people call bullying today mm. so um, yeah I but I think that uh, I think it's I think one of the ways we can definitely address bullying is defining what it is or maybe the acceptance that uh, human beings is a natural part of our rationalization process for us to maybe look for 
flaws in other people that we see in ourselves mm. and maybe if we call that what it is so for example in uh, the black community particularly the african-american community they have something called playing the dozens mm. and play and uh playing the, which is where like, a lot of your mama jokes come from now the thing about it is and this trigger warning before i say this to anyone that's listening to the podcast first like this is where terms like motherfucker and your mom your mom are so dumb would come from mm. and the reason where playing playing the dozens was created is because when slavery became illegal or the trafficking of african slaves became illegal in america then slavers used to force their slaves to procreate with their own mothers and they would blindfold them and make them do it and obviously, being the offspring of this, you're going to, as well as the genetic defects and the stigmas mm. and a number of different complexes you would deal with, one of the ways people would rationalise this is that they would play the dozens where they would basically be in groups and making fun of each other and be like, your mum is so dumb, your mum is so old. And it was a may, maybe more of a coping mechanism. Mm. And I guess that can extend to, well, comedy within the black community in that where uh, a lot of our marginalisation, our isolation and disenfranchisement uh, would break you psychologically one of the ways people would be able to cope with that is that we would discuss those flaws in an explicit way and ridicule and parody them to the point whereby it's not so much an issue of shame anymore. Right. So, uh, and I guess it's based on the premise that like, if you're able to accept these things and say it themselves, then you're removing power from a bully. So where people may have insulted you for not having both parents or not having guardians or you know for being impoverished by uh, parodying these things and having these explicit conversations where these are constant points of ridicule, it reduces the power of that sting mm. where someone from outside of that group tries to undermine you or use that to leverage some superiority over well, you. Well, that, that, that is a crucial element to bullying, right? Because what what inevitably it will be driven by someone's insecurities. And exactly. they may be completely unaware of that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can think about, you know, my childhood uh, and a lot of elements of being bullied. Now, I, I had glasses from five good thing to bully someone about four eyes and all the other stuff it's not great it wasn't great back then it, it, gl- glasses people we were not very accepted whereas now people I, are wearing glasses because they think not, they're cool Saffron's not saying it right now but she's heard five years old in glasses yeah. and she's looking at me and saying Millhouse with her eyes yeah no no it's, uh, I've got a lot of Millhouse you, you can't. yeah you can't be calling Howard a Millhouse but I was you fucking nerd get back on that computer nerd <laughs> That's our producer Saffron that Dane's uh, bullying as a kind of uh, as a, on a whim. How big uh, were the glasses, the glasses on your little head? Ah, <laughs> uh, those are like that is the cutest thing I've, and also saddest thing that uh, you had these little Sylvanian family frames. <laughs> How big was your glasses case, ha- Saffron? Case, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dane is bullying uh, Saffron now, listeners, and, and apologies to Saffron for but, that. No, but ha- what um, I'm actually doing, Howard, is reinforcing your point. Like you said, that the efficacy of bullying only happens based on the insecurity. Mm. Saffron knows already that she is younger than I am, and I'm almost definitely going to die before her. Mm. So she's taken it in good faith, knowing full well that I am too old to even have a TikTok account. So, but the but the but the, the the stuff with glasses is one thing, and then and then you kind of you know as you grow older, like you know your insecurities i mean look i i had loads of anti-semitism as a kid and i remember once because racism that is another form of collective bullying isn't it and marginalizing somebody absolutely so and and you you know you we talked about your experiences you know and i i I always find it really interesting relating to it because because i think growing up uh i didn't grow up in a massive jewish community so it wasn't like i went to I, i didn't grow up in a massively black community and and you know at a time, you know, growing up, and I guess obviously when you're trying to crystallize some form of self identity, 
as a black person growing up in the UK, find, trying to find a mutuality and experience, mm. I'd look to the Jewish community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's one group of people that understand what it's like yeah. to be from a minority where you have historical oppression at the hands of Western European powers, plus, you know, uh, like in the same way that it's trying to balance a sense of spirituality within a capitalist society mm. and stuff as well I found a number of parallels between myself and the Jewish community well my community and the Jewish community yeah we'll be back after this I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the show. I remember one instance of it when I went to play football at a friend's house in uh, Hainault. Uh, shout out to the Hainault Massive. No. Uh, but they're, 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 not really, though. We don't care. Really. Really. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and That's I basically, bullying. We shouldn't say that. I'm no, sorry, Hainault community. But I, went to their, I went to this guy's you know, field, and it, basically a bunch of his old mates before the, we went to the same secondary school together. Uh, this guy's now a police officer, by the way. Um, oh dear, Maybe yeah, bullied too much. Yeah, and <laughs> and so his mates and he got bullied a lot. This guy. Oh yeah, he's. You said police officer. Yeah, yeah he got bullied a lot. And his mates were, you know, they were like, we playing football. They were really aggressive to me, potentially because I think I, kept, I I'd either, you know, they were insecure because I'd come from this secondary school that their mate had now gone to, and it was like a better school than the one yeah. they'd gone to or or they didn't like the fact that I was a Jew and whatever that means and why people would have problems with that. but they that was probably the most and it took me actually weirdly uh, I'm not afraid to admit this I actually think I blocked that moment out until I was about tw- late 20s and I remembered it because I passed I drove past where it happened and I went oh fuck and I, you know I don't re- you know for a person of it, I, I didn't, maybe didn't in, in consider how much that had affected me because mm. when, when something affects you so much you just have to block it out yeah so I imagine there's loads of people who've experienced bullying but, but bullying as an adult and that kind of scenario is a very different thing so if we were you know talking about this for National Bullying Week you know I think there's young people you need to you know talk to the people in your life but I think there's a different I think, I think it's very different to know how to deal with it as an adult. Well, I think it's become increasingly more difficult because when when children are experiencing any kind of like intimidation or mar- victim victimization, mm. that normally they are able to look for a more a, an example of like social harmony yep. from adults. 
But I would definitely say one of the problems with bullying more recently has been we are seeing this taking place mm. in, in some of the highest offices and there not being any reprimand for it. Well, so, you know, we're seeing like the former president, Donald Trump, making mm. fun of someone with cerebral palsy. Yep. We have the former Home Secretary who had been reported for bullying on several occasions. And if we can, if and if people are seeing within, whether it's in corporate circles, political circles, or larger adult social circles, we're seeing bullying taking place without there being a reprimand, mm. then of course, you know, or especially in the advent of social media where we see bullying happening en masse where you know a lot of the time we, and we've said to this podcast before that you know social media has made the smartphone the new pitchfork and torch mm. where you know bullying can happen so much in such an easier fashion and I think initially everybody took a very uh, dismissive attitude towards it and the idea would be like if you're experiencing cyberbullying at school you're being bullied at school just turn your phone off just turn your phone off yeah. and essentially what we're saying to somebody is that if you are within a toxic environment shut yourself off from an environment and completely isolate yourself from contact with anybody yeah. which is a lot less practical than we kind of make out but I think the workplace I mean you know there's obviously elements in the <clears throat> comedy world that have kind of been, been noted uh, well, in the past well, well, you know Comedy is lousy with former victims, uh, I'd say many victims of bullying. And obviously, as people that have been victims of bullies themselves, what can happen a lot of the time, as I said, is that people who are bullied either become bullies, them- yeah. bullies themselves. Or sometimes, I mean, in this, in particularly because we have much more uh, overt conversations about how bullying affects people, it's uh, been able to become commodified. Mm. So now victimhood, unfortunately, makes money. And I noticed, yeah. particularly amongst uh, the middle class liberal demographic in comedy, they have co opted bullying and marginalization. I think as a way of avoiding responsibility for a lot of the uh, more discriminatory practices in comedy. So, more simply put, like before, where you know, you were either a working class woman or a member of the LGBT community or a black or Asian person in comedy, you've experienced like uh, industrial marginalization. Mm. And it has now become very normalised to talk about the uh, double standards of opportunities for heterosexual, cisgender white men. Mm. Now, for me, I have noticed that, obviously, if we are going to be scrutinising the opportunities for cisgender, uh, for straight white men, then their sisters, their mothers, their nieces, Mm. and all of the white women who share their households should also be subject to the same scrutiny. And what we've seen is this massive uh, uplift in discussions of trauma amongst these same women. And I think a large part of it comes from the fact that we are trying to avoid Mm. culpability for, you know, the same privileges that their male counterparts enjoy. Mm. And so people, to the point where, in a post uh, Nanette by Hannah Gadsby, the goalposts were moved so much by white liberals in comedy, it was seen as your, your, your set or your show should talk more about your trauma than it should about making people laugh because comedy was tragedy plus timing and using jokes or comedy was always the effective way that people who were victims of marginalization or fishes out of water or put in situations yeah, where from, they weren't familiar with or they would use comedy to rapport build or endear themselves to what would normally be a hostile environment and then this was taken by you know a middle class white demographic in comedy and it was more about what they've suffered rather than using comedy to overcome said suffering. And I think the problem with that is that it really affects the ability to address bullying because you've now made it in vogue to be bullied, yeah. which kind of reduces the plight of people that are actually dealing with real bullying. If you're just being, if you're going on stage and talking about being bullied and crying at the same part of your show every day for a month and paying 10 grand for the privilege to do so in Edinburgh, for me, that says that this is an act. 
because if you were really affected by this trauma for 10 grand you could go and see a very good therapist and unpack and go through this if it's having an effect on you whereas crying on cue every day or people scrambling to find like a trauma that they think will give them the right attention at a comedy festival for me is very disingenuous and so I think if we're going to address bullying then one thing we need to do is definitely not have people play it up or embellish on stories of being bullied mm. just for the sake of being famous. You know, I just, I just felt in, in, in my industry, you know, I worked for some crazy fuckers. Yeah. Uh, and obviously you have a lot of those in comedy. And, and in telly, you know, I think we're just at a point where there's just, there's just no reason to tolerate anymore because yeah. but, but, the, the, but the reason why and I think the reason why it's happened is because there's no regulation like mm. when you was in school if someone bullied you you could talk to a teacher or whatever yeah, yeah. if you are in work you can go to HR because the creative industry there's not really necessarily there's no mm. HR for comedy well it's also it was, it's also this kind of freelance world right where there's not a, a centralised network exactly. dealing with it and, yeah. and you know in, in, in TV you definitely have that sense that people are turning up at a job they're there for a period of time then they move to a different company and fuck me, some of the behaviour I've witnessed, and I, you know, I, I think now I would take relish, joy in calling out those fuckers who take, you know, who seem to have a, a pursuit in life that is to kind of, instead of problem solve, which let's be honest, there's not a job in the world that doesn't rotate around problem solving, right? That's yeah. pretty much the entirety of the... You know, how many times do you find a joke and you haven't got it right yet and you're trying to solve the problem of getting it right? Yeah? That's why it's work, not play, out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know. But, you know, in, the, in, 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 in TV, you're always like, they've dropped out. Okay, well, we need to fucking solve, you know. But, like, the people who treat people like assholes because of not wanting to solve problems, I think they're quickly going to be uh, looking for work for a long time. I think that's definitely the way things are going. But I think so far as, like, addressing bullying, I guess it is... I don't think it's as simple as being kind. I think it's about uh, those of us feeling marginalised at, I guess, the even the most uh, at the fringes of society, mm. being able to galvanise. I think we're seeing that a lot more a lot of the time where we see these phenomena such as like cancellation or cancel culture. While some people lament the existence of it, I guess the reason why it exists is because people who have who have historically felt uh, powerless yeah. have been able to speak to other people who've experienced powerlessness and they've been able to galvanise and form a stronger voice and so before the kids that were normally bullied in the uh, the global like canteen or dinner hall that is human life hmm. on social media before all the misfits and I guess the kids that would be bullied would all have to sit on like this loser's table hmm. but if you got enough loser tables that becomes a canteen unto itself yeah. and there's that strength in numbers and I think the more people are able to collectively uh, commiserate and empathise uh, with another and share one another's trauma, they're able to collectively relieve it and pro provide a united front to stand up against bullies. Well, that is this week's DBQs. And if you've, you know, uh, related to any of the stuff we talked about, get in contact, eh? Absolutely. And if I have bullied you and I didn't know, I'm actually sorry. I don't know how to say that sounds. I'm really sorry. If I bullied you, get in touch and tell me what I did and I will apologise. However, if you're just moaning, fuck you. I stand on that shit. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>
You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTiste and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Insanity Group. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.